I have a friend who uh, we've been friends forever, uh, and uh, his dad was a, a coal miner, uh, and they were dirt poor. And as happened with coal miners, his lungs uh, went bad, and he died very young. And my friend was raised by his mom and his four brothers. Uh, it was hard growing up, like he grew up, but he worked hard. He's that guy, and became, frankly, a very powerful and famous person who, in my words, made more money every year than God. Yeah, he became that guy. We were sitting outside one time, and I'll never forget this. Uh, he had just bought a house on a beach, and, well, being his friend, I felt I should come. Uh, but we were sitting there, and it was beautiful. There was Lake Michigan, and there was a fire, and cold uh, pop. Uh, and he said, you know, when I grew up, uh, we skipped meals. We just, we just didn't have food. And the only way we all got by was by helping each other. He said, you put 20 poor people together and they can make it work. Yeah, they can make it work. Uh, he said, now I'm rich. And people send me gifts all the time. I have a room filled with gifts that people give me, companies that send me their stuff. And he said, you know, we got it all backward. I don't need any help now. I needed help then, but people didn't care. And guys, that conversation was probably 15 years ago, and I, I think of it all the time. Um, in our gospel, Mary does this beautiful thing, our mom, where she talks about God lifting up the lowly, where he, she talks about God filling the hungry with good things and sending the rich away empty. And I know I've told you this before, but Chesterton wrote it this way. He said, we read this and we think, oh, look how God flips everything upside down. He said, no, we flipped it upside down. He's turning it upright. We want to give uh, gifts to the powerful and the rich. We want to... But he wants to change our heart and our mind so that our obsession is not with this celebrity or this athlete or this politician, but with the people within three miles of this beautiful church who are struggling to eat. I know uh, I went a little uh, when uh, you guys went crazy on our Christmas tree thing, but it so touched my heart that every church in this area was given this huge list of kids who will not have a Christmas unless we help. And in the end, we, frankly, because we're big, but we had the most by far, yeah? And our problem wasn't that I had to beg you, please. It was that we ran out before the 10 a.m. mass. And I, I know I told you this, but the, the next uh, day we get contacted by this group and they said, the other churches, we still have 200 of these that didn't get filled. Uh, so we put them back there, and they were gone in two masses. I share this for two reasons. One, I'm just so proud of you, and I can't believe I get to be your priest. I try to take credit when you're not around. Uh, but so I want to bless you and tell you 
you fulfilled some part of Mary's prophecy. You lifted up the lowly. You, you made sure the hungry have food. But of course, I also want to challenge us because it's not like we're done. It's not like we're out of poor people now. Um, so I'm asking us in the name of the prayer of our mother to keep that idea in our hearts. How do I have it upside down? How am I giving those who have tons? How am I giving them more? And in the process, ignoring those who just need help getting by. How much time do we spend? I, I know I get, I get goofy about baseball, and it's all Greg's fault. Uh, but how much time do I spend thinking about baseball and reading about contracts Yamamoto signed with the Dodgers? The world is ending. Uh, you know, those are nice things. And again, it's great to have hobbies. But I hope I'm also conscious of those who have nothing and paying them attention and loving on them and sacrificing for them. Because like you, I am spiritually impoverished. And God came running to fill my heart. Amen? Amen. Okay.